Bright suns, on this week's episode, we are heading to a galaxy far, far away. Are you a rebel with the resistance or do you follow the first order? Either way, you'll find your place on Batu at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Join us as we discuss food, attractions, shopping, and even hidden Easter eggs within this immersive land. Stay tuned for all this and more on this week's episode of Body by Beignets, where Disney does a body good. Welcome back to another episode of Body by Beignets. I'm your host, Sheena. I'm Shelby. And this week, we're going to talk about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we were very lucky to have experienced this land before Disneyland shut down in March, but we went in November of 2019 and Rise of the Resistance was not open yet, which is like one of the main features of the land. So like we walked around, Shelby, I know we tried, did we try the blue milk or the green milk? I think it was, you got, because I've heard things about the green milk that really turned me off. Yeah, no, same. Um, The blue sounded the best. I actually really enjoyed it, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So we were able to walk through and we actually went through at night and it was really beautiful seeing the Millennium Falcon looking all pretty with all the lights and everything and going into like the marketplace. It just looked so cool. But um, today I think we're going to dive a little bit deeper and all the different details, plus talk about all of the food you can find there. Mm-hmm. So I will preface this and I don't want to make anyone upset. So I will say that I'm not a ginormous Star Wars fan. I appreciate the Star Wars franchise. I've seen, you know, the movies. I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And I I almost compare it to like walking through Galaxy's Edge for me is like someone who enjoys Harry Potter but isn't a huge fan and goes to, you know, Universal. Yeah, in the wizarding like, world. Like I you appreciate- can appreciate mm-hmm. what the what Disney did and how beautiful they made Batu and everything, but like not know all of the little details and things like that. Yeah. But I did enjoy like, you know, reading through all the research and everything. And like, I do appreciate the characters, you know, cause they have like the original characters that everyone loves. You, mm-hmm. know, you have Chewbacca and R2D2 and Luke Skywalker and all of those. And of course you have the newer characters too, but so I, I'm, it's growing on me, I will say. Plus, yeah. my boyfriend is a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and that is on our next list is to watch. We're actually finishing up the Harry Potter series right now. We're watching mm-hmm. all of those together, but we're going to watch all of these Star Wars movies after that. So nice. I think my appreciation in chronological order or order of release. Uh, I think we're going to do chronological. Oh, nice. Okay. Which is what we did for when we watched the whole Marvel series before mm-hmm. Endgame came out is we watched it in like chronological order and not release date because hmm. I like the way it flows better yeah well maybe I we think can... there's it it's I've heard different things from different Star Wars fans okay. so if you guys have any input of which way you recommend watching it let me know Mm-hmm. But I was told to watch four five six first or episodes four five six mm-hmm. and then one two three 
Got it. And then I think the other ones kind of fit, you know, wherever they belong between those. Yeah. Well, I watched four, which is a new hope, right? That's the first one that came out. And I did, I actually, I did enjoy it. You know, the technology obviously does not hold up to what you can do now. Um, But the one thing is, is I feel like the older Star Wars movies don't develop the characters as well as like the newer Star Wars movies. So seven, eight, and nine with, you know, Ray and everybody. So I, I prefer the newer ones, which is maybe unpopular for some people, but I just loved those ones. And Cole and I watched those like back to back and we were obsessed. I wish we would have done this at a time where Mike could have guest starred because he has some very strong opinions. I know. I know he does. (laughs) Yeah. He's, I mean, obviously the new movie, they're entertaining. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed to say that I haven't watched them, but you haven't watched seven, eight or nine. I have not. Oh my God. Because I kept telling myself I was going to catch up on, you know, rewatch the old ones and, you know, get refreshed. And then I just haven't. Oh my gosh. You need to watch them. Like I, no one, no one come for me. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah, no, Cole and I seriously got sucked in and the last one, oh my gosh, like, oh, I just was so sad. So yeah, Mike, because obviously I talked to Mike about them and he, um, our mom actually has watched them and, you know, she, she enjoys them. So they talk about it all the time, but, um, he appreciates them as like an entertainment factor uh-huh. in the movies, but he's like the character growth isn't there. They just oh, didn't see, really I feel do the opposite. a whole lot with it, you know, as much as the storyline as they could have. Mm-hmm. He's a huge fan of like the spinoff stuff, like the uh, Clone Wars and all Clone that. Wars and all that. He really likes all those. So yeah, but yeah. I wish we could have done this because he, yes, Mike has very strong opinions on on Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well. It's like me and Sheena talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. No. Oh gosh. Yeah. I love Harry Potter. Um, so Batu and Galaxy's Edge is actually um a created um planet, I guess, because it's not in any of the movies. So I think Disney originally was debating on picking an actual planet that was in the different movies, but then they ended up not. I'm not exactly sure why they didn't. Um but I did like Batu. I thought it was neat it and was gorgeous in there. Yeah. So the language is Aramesh, and you see a bunch of symbols and writing all over the land, and all of the cast members stay in character. So they just think that they're on Batu. So if you ask them, you know, like, how do I get to the Matterhorn in Fantasyland? They'll look at you like you're crazy because they uh-huh. have no idea that they're in a theme park, which I think is really cool and immersive. But they also have like different sayings. So instead of saying hello, they'll say bright suns. And instead so of saying cute. goodbye, they say till the spire, which and I don't know why I picture that in a British accent. <laughs> till the spire. <laughs> till the spire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. But then in the different restaurants and shops, um, they don't, you know, say money, they ask for galactic credits. So one galactic credit equals one US dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I love how they refer to people on their phones as using a, a data pad. Yeah. It's, it's not your phone. Not a telephone. So. It's a data pad. Yeah. I will say, yeah, I even just the, cause I don't think we had a whole lot of interaction with cast members, but I mean, you hear them interacting with others and just the environment in the whole land is, it's, I felt like we weren't in Disney anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It definitely did not have the whimsy of Disney. No. It, was, it was much more intense for it whatever like reason. Like in. Star Wars is Star much Wars more movie. intense. Yeah. yeah. So I love that the characters walk around. And when we were there, we saw stormtroopers, but we didn't see like, any of my favorites. I would just love to see Chewbacca and give mm-hmm. him a big hug because he's just like, I don't know why I just love him so much. I love all of the like big non-human characters in Disney movies. Like yes. Groot, love him, want to hug him. Chewbacca, love him. I just want to hug him. I don't know what yes. it is about these characters. But I, I also would love to see Kylo Ren come out with Stormtroopers because he's kind of like, you'll see when you watch it. He's like that tortured bad boy who you can't help but like have a crush on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's the one that your parents tell you to stay away from. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he has a bad temper, but he, I don't know. There's something about him. So I'm like, ooh, Kylo Ren, when did you come out? Well, and all the footage of like people take video of interacting with him in the parks and just the way that these characters interact with the, you know, the mm-hmm. visitors just amazes me. Um, yeah, and even the stormtroopers, they like crowd around people. They're funny. The stormtroopers are really funny in how they talk to people. And I love seeing the look on kids' faces when Mm -hmm. the stormtroopers come around and they're just like half mesmerized, half terrified. So yeah, I would love to see though BB-8 rolling around. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it is about those little robots, R2-D2 and BB-8. I just love them. Have you seen, there was like this viral video that went around of this little, little boy. I think it was a little boy or a little, I don't remember if it was a boy or girl, but it was, they were little, they were like three and Mm -hmm. they dressed up in a BB-8 costume. That was like one of those really puffy costumes, Mm -hmm. like waddling around and they go in to um, do one of the meet and greets Mm -hmm. and BB-8 was there and the cast member like could not stay in character because the kid was so cute. He like fell to the floor and he was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And he (laughs) waddles up to the BB-8 and he goes, I'm dressed just like you. And he's like, it's so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. I love. The cast member cracked me up the most because they could not stay in character. He was like (laughs) laughing. He fell on the floor. He's like, I'm sorry. I just, this is the cutest thing I've seen all day. I know. Well, I think it's gotta be, it has to be hard to stay in character. Also, the one thing is though, if you are having an emergency, they can break character to help. Like if you need, um, like a bathroom emergency or a medical emergency, they will break character to tell you things. So there's that. Um, but also like the stores, I think it's really cool is they don't have signs advertising, like what each restaurant and store is. Instead, they have like symbols on the outside of the building that you have to look for because mm-hmm. lightsabers are considered contraband on Batu, right? Because the first order is there. So they have just kind of like this really cool picture of like a lightsaber on the outside. And you just have to know that that's where you go to build your lightsaber, which I think it's um, cool to try to make it a little bit more kid friendly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because it's recognized leave. pictures, you yeah. know. So I think I mean it's good when you know like the storyline behind it, mm-hmm. but it's also when you think about little kids because they can look and be like, oh, there's a drink there, I can go get something to drink. Yeah, or like that's where I can go, you know, build my lightsaber and stuff like that. So I think it's cute. I really liked in um how they had that marketplace area mm-hmm. where you walk through, and it's like the different stands it feels like you're in like a like a true like a market hidden marketplace yeah. yeah 
Yeah, no, it's super cool. But one of my favorite details is, okay, so when I was a little kid and I rode Star Tours for the first time, my favorite part of that ride was always Rex, the pilot, that the robot, right? Mm -hmm. And he would always be like, I'm so sorry that I crashed. It's my first day, you know, like, I'm so sorry. Well, they have a whole backstory for DJ Rex. And um, so he is located now in Oga's Cantina. And he unfortunately flunked his way out of Star Tours because, you know, (laughs) he crashed one too many ships. Um, And he found his way to the Rebellion after crashing onto Batu. So he was found and fixed at the Droid Depot. And then he became the resident DJ at the cantina. (laughs) And it's so cute. So he's like this cute little DJ playing music. But every once in a while, you'll hear him malfunction. And he'll like say things on repeat that he used to say on Star Tours. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sorry, it's my first day or whatever. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just so cute. I love the robots, kind of like a Wally situation. Where yes. Want to like, what is it like? I don't know what it is. Where I just want to hug all these. All these guys. <laughs> I just want to pick them up, especially now. Come up and hug we them. Can't hug anything or anyone. I know. I know. Just makes me want to hug them even more. I know. So uh. DJ Rex is like the cutest, and I just want to go to Oga's Cantina, not even for the drinks or anything, but just to like see DJ Rex. Very cute. I wouldn't mind one of the drinks too because they seem really fun. Oh, for sure. Um, So for attractions in both parks, of course, there's Smuggler's Run, which was the first ride to open in both. um, And that's on the Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. And then you have, of course, Rise of the Resistance. Um, So the rides are identical in Hollywood Studios and at Disneyland. Um, I cannot wait to do Rise of the Resistance. I know. I'm like fingers and toes crossed that we get a boarding pass because they're so hard to get. So we have a few tips here for trying to secure a Rise boarding group um, right now if you're at Hollywood Studios because obviously Disneyland is closed. Um, So what what is recommended currently is first, before you go, make sure you download the My Disney Experience on your phone, the app. Um, you're going to need it anyway for everything like mobile ordering, having all of your information. You can link everybody in your party, which you actually need to do before you get there. So make sure your entire party is linked to your My Disney account ahead of time. That way, When you secure your pass, you can pick everybody in your party to go on the ride with you. Um, And groups are available the morning of your Hollywood Studios Park Pass Reservation Day. So you have to have a park pass for Hollywood Studios to secure any Rise of the Resistance boarding passes. And it starts at 7 o'clock a.m., which is earlier than the park opens. Typically, they're opening either 9 or 10 a.m. So that means wake up early in your hotel room get your phone ready to go and you can try to secure it before you're even at uh, Hollywood studios. And if you're not staying in a hotel, you just have to be somewhere like close. Right. I even think people who live in Orlando can do it from their home. Right. Like if you're an annual pass holder. I know we were talking about, and I think you said you were going to look into it just to confirm, but so say there's six of us going in April. Mm -hmm. So say 
all of us get on our phones and mm-hmm. one of us is able to secure a spot, then mm-hmm. that's good the rest of your party, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. So before we go, say all six of us need to download My Disney Experience. All six of us have to make sure we have our party linked. And then all of us can be up at the same time and follow these instructions. And so it already has everybody's tickets linked. So that way, if one of us gets it, then everybody else won't get it. You know what I mean? So right. we we can't get like six boarding groups or whatever. So that Um, will help increase your chances too. So if you're going with a family, all of you have smartphones, make sure you guys are all on it at the same time. mm -hmm. That way you, you know, double, triple, quadruple your chances. Yeah. And so these passes go within minutes. And um, so what they recommend is at 6.50 a.m., get your phone ready by exiting out of all of the apps that you have open. And then you need to get off the resort Wi-Fi. Um, So just use your data because resort Wi-Fi can be very slow. Um, You're going to open your My Disney Experience app. And then when it hits 6.59 a.m., start counting in your head down so that you're ready to go. And you can click the join button. So if you scroll in your My Disney Experience, you'll see like um, Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. And there's a button that says join. So click it right at 7 a.m. And then you have to hit join again and make sure that all of your the people in your party are listed on there. And then fingers crossed you get it. If not, they do open a second um, reservation period. It's much smaller. Like they don't have as many boarding passes, but then they release them at one o'clock. So if you're in the park at one o'clock and you didn't get it at seven, you can try again at one o'clock and see if you can get it. But I mean, a lot of people who have gone just can't get them. They're just really hard to get. So at this point, I'm going to put it in my head that we're not going to get on. And if we do, it's a bonus. Yeah. So, cause I don't want to be like, just dis- like, I won't be disappointed cause I'm so excited to go to Hollywood studios. Honestly, it's the park that looks the most exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just excited to be there anyway, but it would be like the icing on the cake to get that rise of the resistance boarding pass. Well, and I think it makes it too, like you said, I will be, you know, sad if we don't get to go on it, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's identical in both parks. So knowing that when Disneyland opens, because we're there more often than we are in Florida, mm-hmm. that we still have the chance of, you know, getting on when we're in Disneyland and we don't mm-hmm. have to go all the way to Florida to yeah. ride it. And I've had friends who in Disneyland before it closed down, every time they went, they were able to get a boarding pass. So it seemed like it wasn't that crazy, but for whatever reason at Walt Disney World, it seems harder. And I don't know why, but I don't know. We'll keep our fingers and toes crossed and have everybody up at at the right time and all of us have our phones and just try our best. Everyone up at 6.45, no later. Mm -hmm. Get on your phones. You can take a little bit of a nap after, but we need to try to secure these passes first. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm excited about doing that because it kind of gives an element of like thrill and excitement trying to secure that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So yeah. It was like an exclusive almost. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some spots in Galaxy's Edge that you do need to make advanced reservations for. Um, One of them being Oga's Cantina. It's hard to get walk-up reservations the day of. So if that's a place you want to go, but just be mindful that it's mostly just drinks. They do have some food options, but it's very, very limited. And it's like 
appetizer type things. Um, so this is not where you're going to go to have a meal. It's more so to have the experience and then get a drink, but they, they have plenty of non-alcoholic beverages. So it's not like just alcohol. Like you can take your kids in there and get, you know, fun drink. Yeah. Regular kit or can, can kids go in? I think kids can go in now that I'm thinking about it. You know, I'll clarify real quick, but I feel like there wouldn't be a reason. They, uh, they wouldn't have a bar in, in a theme park that kids couldn't go in. Like, I, I want to say that they can, but I don't know why. It just like popped into my head. Like, uh-oh, what if kids can't go in there? Um, but while Shelby is looking at that, you also need reservations for Savi's workshop, which is where you build your lightsaber. So if you want to build a lightsaber, you have to reserve the experience. And when you make a reservation, you have to reserve for people who are making the lightsaber. So, and honestly, during COVID, I think they're going to be pretty strict on like how many people can come in It like, if you're not making one, you probably can't go in to watch the experience. And then you also need a reservation for the Droid Depot um, to build your own different R2 models and your, um, is it a BB model? Do they call it BB yeah. or, yeah. Well, okay, like a BB-8. I want to say yes. I want to say, BB-8. yeah. R, I know it's an R2, but then as far as BB-8, I don't know if it's called a BB. I don't know. I'll have to look at that clearly. I've, so, I've never built a droid. Going back to Oga's Cantina. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing says no kids allowed. It's just the environment is more geared towards adults. Okay. So it's like you can take kids in there. They can experience it, but adults will appreciate it because it is more of like a bar. Yeah. And I heard seating is very limited too. So it's a lot of like standing room only standing at the bar, like, you know, cocktail tables and things like that. So it, yeah, it may not be ideal to bring you know, kids in there, maybe save it for your adult trip. Yeah. But you can, if you are with kids and you really want to go in there, um, mm-hmm. cause you know, you're not going to get the experience again for a while, just depending on what your, you know, vacation trip schedule looks like, then you can take your kids in there. They might just not have the best time. Yeah. All right. Um, there's also lots of shopping locations, um, in Black Spire Outpost, which is the marketplace area, and they include the Droid Depot, like we said, where you build a droid. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they're called the BB Series or the R Series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Savi's Workshop, where you build a lightsaber. There's a marketplace that features the creature stall that has all the fun little creatures. Mm-hmm. I think you can yeah. get a porg there, which those are the cutest little birds. Um, Black Spire Outfitters, obviously clothing, um, Toy Darian Toy Maker. They have jewels of, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, Biff. It just looks like jewels of Biff. So small trinkets to treasure. So just random, small, fun little things. And then they have Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Um, not sure what's in there, but I'm sure it's exciting. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We didn't really go into a lot of these shops. They also have the resistance supply and first order cargo. So lots of different places for you to find your Star Wars merch and um, spend lots of money. Which I don't know if you said this before. I know you were talking about how lightsabers are contraband Mm -hmm. on the two. So if you're looking for where you can go make your lightsabers, you can ask a cast member, where can I find scrap metal? And Mm -hmm. they'll point you towards... Um, Savi's workshop. Exactly. Which I think is cute. Yeah. I don't know if you said that. I remember no, you talking about I didn't. being contraband, but yeah. 
I was like, I love that. Yeah. And I love, I love all the little like Easter eggs and things like nods to all the different um, movies that they have. I know, I don't know if it's the drinking fountain um, at Disneyland where you can press like this button and that little monster comes out of the water that was in a new hope. The first one that has like the big eyes and it's like really skinny and he like rises out of the water and kind of like looks around a little bit and then goes back into the water. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh yeah. I remember seeing it. So look it up when we get off of here, like go find a YouTube video because it's really cute. So now we're going to talk about like Batu on both uh, coasts is very, very similar, but there are a few differences between Disneyland and Batu at Hollywood Studios. So Shelby, why don't you talk about the differences at Disneyland? Okay. So Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland opened in May of 2019. Um, and I just remember all of the hype, the craziness around it opening. Like they had pre-order tickets that went back that sold out like immediately. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge deal that people were going to Disneyland just for this. And they had, you know, the one day where only the pre-order ticket holders could go in. Mm -hmm. It was like super exclusive. And I just remember people trying to get their hands on these tickets. It was absolutely nuts. Um, And I know a lot of people too were going back and forth. They're like, is it worth it just to experience the land? Because they only had Smuggler's Run open at that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the couple of the eating places. So people were like, do I want to pay that much money to go and just see, you know, like one ride? But then diehard fans were like, no, I absolutely have to see it. Mm -hmm. So I understand both sides. Um, So there are three separate entrances to the land. So as you're leaving Fantasyland towards Frontierland, Um, There is an entrance. There is one as you pass by Big Thunder Mountain. And then the one we talked about last week um, on our episode after as you're passing Critter Country on the left back side of the park will take you around as well. Um, So there's quite a few ways to get to it. And yeah, it's the very back ending point of Disneyland as of right now. Who knows Mm -hmm. what they're going to do, you know, in the future. But as of right now, it's the back and it kind of completes that full circle. Um, let's see. So in the upper portion of Smuggler's Run queue, you can actually see Big Thunder Mountain. So they did paint a spire to match. So it's like the same color, the red orange. So when you're looking at it, it kind of helps blend in. So it kind of merges the, you know, the queue with Mm -hmm. the, uh, the ride, which I think is fun. The color scheme is more neutral over at Disneyland. A lot of tan tones, which it is. You walk, walk in and it's like, you can go from, you know, the fantasy land area, which is bright and pastels and all these super mm-hmm. fun colors too, but too, and it's like tan and yeah. like orange and, you know, the faded red and stuff like that. It feels very deserty. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, it's almost like to me, like a continuation of the colors from Frontierland. If you think yeah. about, you know, the shades that are there mm-hmm. and you continue on, of course, it's not like a wild west feel anymore. It's a, a space feel, but yeah. in the same yeah. scheme. Um, and then the coveted rise of resistance opened January 17th, 2020. So it was only open really for a couple Not months and two months because yeah. did they closed like March 14th or something like that. The weekend me and my friend were supposed to go yeah. to Disneyland. Oh. They closed. So sad. A little, let's, a little a moment of what silence for that trip. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe it's almost been a year that Disneyland has been closed. It's insane. 
wild. It is. And I remember when everybody was talking about it and they're like, oh, it'll be closed for like three weeks max and then it'll mm-hmm. be back open. Like nobody knew the magnitude of what was going to happen. So it's just crazy. It's just crazy to me that we've lived in a time like this mm-hmm. and that years from now, talking to like my grandkids, I'm going to be like, back in my day, Disneyland was closed for this I many know. days. I know. I don't want to hear your griping about not going for three months because I didn't get to go for over a year. <laughs> Seriously. That is how I feel. Oh, so sad. But okay. So the differences um, at, for Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios, there's not a lot, but there are a few. So Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios opened August 29th. 2019, so a few months after Disneyland. Um, They only have two separate entrances. One comes from Grand Avenue through like an LA tunnel. So it's the tunnel really looks like this theme. I I can't remember the name, but it's like a famous tunnel in LA. Mm -hmm. And you walk through and it's really cool because it looks like the LA tunnel. And then halfway through, it starts cracking and changing and it starts looking like Batu, which is really, really cool. Um, and then there's another one through Toy Story Land. And this is one of my favorite details. So if you're going through the Toy Story Land entrance, there is an Easter egg. So if you look, say you're walking from Toy Story Land into Batu, if you look to your left, you'll see a crash site kind of in the dirt with a bunch of like shit pieces. That's DJ Rex's crash site where he crashed, oh, into, where he Batu. crashed into Batu. And it's right across from Droid Depot. So like they found him and took him across the way. So isn't that just so cute? <laughs> you and your little robot, you and your DJ Rex. <laughs> well, I'm going to get him. you something that's Rex. <laughs> I do. I want like a shirt or something like DJ Rex. Um, so the color scheme is definitely more saturated and vibrant over at Hollywood Studios, and this is to accommodate for Florida's harsh sun and excessive rain. They plan ahead of time knowing that, you know, their weather is uh, can be unpredictable, and mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure it just didn't fade so quickly. And then um, Rise of the Resistance actually opened on December 5th, 2019, so earlier than it did at Disneyland. Um And I remember them kind of working out the kinks and things at Walt Disney World before Disneyland opened because everybody didn't know the whole boarding pass situation Mm -hmm. because it's really the first time Disney has ever required, you know, a virtual queue of any of its rides, really. So, um, and then if you're at Hollywood Studios, the Resistance Forest is much wider and there's a lot of area to move around. And this is only because, you know, Florida just has a lot more space to utilize. So two of the, the, I don't know, I don't want to call them planes. This just shows like how little I know about Star Wars, but like the ships, ships I don't know, whatever. So at Disneyland, they're like right next to each other, but at Hollywood Studios, they are able to separate them on either side of the path because there's just like so much more space to walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really all the main differences between the two. Other than that, they're identical, have very similar experiences. I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm just excited to go on this trip in general, mm-hmm. any travel, but excited to see the one and, and experience more because, you know, we walked through it. We, you know, touched on it briefly over at Disneyland when we were there, but we didn't like see all the shops and we didn't, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for, to experience more of it. And by then I will have caught up 
Yes, you need to watch the movies. Yes. Before we go, you have to watch seven, eight, and nine. That way you know the characters who are actually walking around, other than Chewbacca, right? Because everybody knows Chewbacca from the I original. Mean, and I know I know Ray, I know Kylo Ren. Yeah. Like I know, you know, but I just don't know the depth of like their stories and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I know this Ren. is disappointing Ugh. to a lot of people who are listening. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> I have failed you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's play a Galaxy's Edge Would You Rather. All right, Shelby. Would you rather be a member of the First Order or part of the Resistance? Are you light or dark? You know, I struggled with this for a while. <laughs> so for our run weekend, I was going to dress up. Well, I think I'm still going to dress up. Um because I know we told you guys that our run got canceled, but we're still going to run our 5K. So I was initially going to do the dark side mm-hmm. just because for the run, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. I think in reality, I would be a part of the resistance. Mm-hmm. Thinking about like everyone, I don't know, maybe maybe not everyone. I feel like ev- almost everyone feels like what would it be like to be on the dark side mm-hmm. of any story, you know? Yeah. So I think it's a little uh, not – it's intriguing yeah. what it would be like to be a part of the First Order. But I also feel like, you know, like the heads of the First Order don't care about you and they will kill you as well. So I feel like I would be better off in the resistance. I think that's where I belong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely agree. I, I firmly believe I would be a part of the resistance, but man, Kylo Ren, he really could turn me dark. <laughs> Let me just tell you. <laughs> no, just wait till you see it. I don't know what it is about him, but Gina would, Gina would be a part of the resistance, <laughs> but fall in love with Kylo Ren, and then she would turn against the resistance just because. No, she- no, no, no. The plan is, mm. well, I don't want to say what the plan is because you haven't watched the movie, but it's exactly what, what Ray does with him. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. 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 All right. So Shelby, would you rather have R2-D2 as your droid or BB-8? They're both adorable. Mm-hmm. I love them both, but I got to go classic and go with R2 because he's old faithful. He's reliable. Yeah. I mean, BB-8 is adorable the way he rolls around. Yeah. Know, but I, I got to go with R2-D2. Got it. No, I see. I'm BB-8 all the way. He's just so cute. I definitely like R2, but R2 just seems more like clunky. Where, That's what you I know, about him. <laughs> yeah, where BB-8 just like rolls around and makes the cutest little noises and stuff. I love when they like when the robots act surprised, you know, and they make like their noises. Yeah, it's just so cute. So, yeah, I want a BB-8. Okay, well, we don't have to argue over them. You get one, I'll get the other. Excellent. I don't have to fight over one. <laughs> All right, Shelby, would you rather pilot a ship with Chewbacca or with Poe Dameron? Okay, Poe Dameron is attractive. So if we're going for looks alone, for sure him. But how could you not want to pilot a ship with Chewbacca? I mean, Chewbacca. I would 100% be one of the funnest experiences of my life. Yeah. Going with Chewie. Yep, same here. I pick Chewbacca all day long. He's just so cute. Although I feel like if he'd get frustrated at you, he'd make that noise. His noise that he makes, his Wookiee sound. and, and I know you can do it. I'm not going to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I not going to embarrass myself on this podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca, he's just so sweet. Like I said, I want to hug him. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. 
we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but would you rather drink blue milk or green milk? So I guess I can't say for sure I wouldn't drink green milk because mm-hmm. I haven't tried it. But I did try blue milk and it was really good. It was better than I expected. Okay. So I do want to try green milk. I, I heard some things though that it like turned people off because it's the more tropical-y flavor. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, I'm going to say blue because it mm-hmm. had a really good light flavor to it. But I may change my mind once I try green milk. Yeah. So I'm going to go with blue for right now. Okay. Well, I picked the choice of no milk. (laughs) I did not like it. The texture kind of grossed me out because it's made with like rice milk and coconut milk. So it has like this different. It's blended though. Yeah. Because it's cold. So it's kind of like a slushy, not slushy, but you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I am not. Yeah. So I wasn't down with the texture and the blue milk, if that one's the better milk, then I don't want to try the green milk because (laughs) it was okay. It was one of those where like I took a drink of it and was like, huh, I don't like hate it, it. (laughs) but the, yeah, the, it just, it gave me, um, like it reminded me of, you know, that pink medicine you took as a kid, like amoxicillin or whatever. Yeah. It had that like flavor, like that. It tasted tasted better (laughs) than amoxicillin. Well, as a kid, I loved amoxicillin. Like if I was going to have medicine, that's the one I wanted. It was but the same texture though, because didn't amoxicillin, I think amoxicillin was like a thicker. Fridge, mm-hmm. And so it was like cold. And yeah. 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 So yeah. I get, I, I get the comparison. I'm going to choose no milk in this situation. So <laughs> I don't want any of it. Although at Walt Disney World, you can add shots of alcohol. You can't at Disneyland, but at Disney World, um, I think you add rum to the blue milk and then add tequila to the green milk. Oh, oh no, Ugh, tequila. no tequila. Tequila is bad. That would, I know. would catch me back at the hotel after that. Oh yeah, for sure. So rum, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like rum. My, you could always do interest. rum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I All feel right. like alcohol at a theme park in general is like. I think we've kind of ruined our experience after DCA and not feeling super great. Like, you know what I mean? Our last trip when we weren't able to fully enjoy the rest of our evening because our stomachs hurt from drinking alcohol earlier in the day. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was just like a glass of champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, we had two because then we we drank at Lamplight oh, Lounge too. too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was not a great time. That's a pass for me. Yeah. All right. Last one, Shelby. Would you rather be Princess Leia or Ray? Okay, so I went back and forth on this one too. Obviously, I know Ray from like what I've heard about her. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the full story. Um, and she seems like a complete badass. Uh, for sure, 100%. But Princess Leia was a catalyst from the very start, mm-hmm. from everything. And she was like the first, I'm going to get crap done. I mm-hmm. So I got I got to go with Princess Leia because she was the OG. She was the OG. The oh OG woman who Princess Leia walked so Ray could fly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Princess Leia is still also a very active character in all of the the later movies as well. So she, yeah, yeah she's really great. I gotta, I gotta go with her. Yeah, I don't know. I just love Ray. I love her character. I love how badass she is. I love how she. No, I won't go into more detail because you don't know. But <laughs> her and I feel similarly about Kylo Ren. I'll just say that. <laughs> 
intrigued. Yeah. I'm scared yet turned on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be dressing as Ray for our run. So I already have like the outfit. I'm going to do the, the funky three bun ponytail thing she has in the back. So yeah. I so I'm going to, I don't think I've touched on this, but I think I'm going to do, so it's going to be a very simple, but one of my favorite looking characters, cause I'm going to do dark side. One of my mm-hmm. favorite looking dark side characters is Darth Maul. Oh, terrifying. Looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, so I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do like a Darth Maul vibe. Ooh, are and you going to do the face makeup? Um, maybe like a portion of my, but since we're not doing the run, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to clean, you know, yeah, like too much off my skin, but I was thinking about doing just like around like one of my eyes or something. Oh, that would like be cool. Black. But I was thinking for my shirt because he wears it's, I mean, it's pretty much all black mm-hmm. red face. And I was like, that's perfect because I like simple. Yeah. So I'm going to get one of those. I'm sure you've seen them, like the workout shirts that guys wear that it's like, it looks like a hoodie, but with no sleeves. Yeah. 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 So like a black one of those. Oh, nice. He has like his hood up. So okay. I think I'll be, I'll be Darth Maul for our run. Nice. Yeah, I think so. For my bounding, I have um, a white running tank top and then I have like gray jogging pants, but then I also got like the brown leather. It almost looks like a fanny pack, but it wraps around my leg kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. And then also this brown wrap leather bracelet. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm super excited. Yeah, I can't wait. So fun. All right. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about all the different food locations that you can find in Batu. Thinking about planning a dream Disney vacation? Let the Mickey Travels team help. Our services are always free. Mickey Travels, an authorized Disney vacation planner, is proud to be one of the select few travel agencies in the world that has been designated by Disney destinations with platinum earmark status. Mickey Travels personalizes each client's Disney vacation based on their specific needs and wants. Do you want to plan a vacation to Walt Disney World? Disneyland? How about a Disney cruise? Or maybe Alani? Or what about taking an Adventures by Disney vacation? Whatever your Disney vacation preference is, be confident knowing that you've selected the best Disney travel agency to make your vacation truly magical. If you are ready to make unforgettable Disney memories, contact me at 480-390-2571 or Sheena at mickeytravels.com. That's S-H-E-E-N-A at mickeytravels.com. Okay, we are back and we are super excited to talk about the different food locations at Batu. And honestly, they're both the same. So there are four places within Batu on both coasts that you can get food and drinks. So Shelby, you want to talk about our first one? Sure. So we've already touched on it a little bit, but the first place is the milk stand. So it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's just the different colored milks. Um, so you have the blue milk and both are plant-based. So vegan, vegetarian, mm-hmm. and if you don't drink dairy, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a plant-based blend of coconut and rice milk. The blue milk is fruity and the green milk has more of like a citrus tropical. So the reviews that I've heard, it's like the green milk almost tasted like florally. 
Yeah, I've heard that it's kind of perfumey, like a mm-hmm. perfume taste. Yeah. So when I think of perfumey, I think of chai. So if you're into like really strong mm. flavors like that, then the green milk might be, yeah, Sheena's making a face. She doesn't do chai. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've tried. I tried many times. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't know I'm what it is. not a huge fan either, but I will try and report back on the green milk when we go because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the Toy Daria Swirl, which is green milk, but it's swirled with savory lime seasoning and mango jelly, which sounds very interesting. They lost me at jelly. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like a mango flavor, then maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm picturing like the like chunky jelly. Ugh, in- no, <laughs> like a similar like texture of like a boba ball, which those are yeah. not, not great. Either. No. So that sounds very interesting. Um, and then they have bottled waters and they have a, is it Bubo? Bubo Wamba? <laughs> I don't know. I said Bubo. Maybe. Well, because there's only one B, so yeah. it should be Bubo. Bubo yeah. Wamba Family Farms Light Up Souvenir Sipper. And then, like Sheena said before, only at Hollywood Studios, you can add a shot of rum to blue milk, and it makes it a blue milk cooler, or a shot of tequila to green milk to make a green milk cooler. So if you're feeling adventurous, I don't know, the fact, the thought of, like, alcohol with milk kind of grosses me out. Yeah. Like, I've never been a fan of, like, the rum chata, like stuff like that. The like- cream based drinks. Oh yeah. So I got very, very sick on white Russians when I was <laughs> younger. And so, yes, I just choose not to drink those anymore. Um, so moving on to another primarily drink location, we'll talk about Oga's Cantina. And like I had said before, reservations are required. And if you are staying on property, you can make your reservations 60 days in advance plus 10 days. So that means like on your first arrival day plus 10 days out, you can make your reservations. Um, So they do have um, non-alcoholic drinks as well as alcoholic beverages. So a few of their popular non-alcoholic drinks um, are the first one's called Hyperdrive Punch It, which is blue Powerade with white cranberry juice, blue cherry puree, or I'm sorry, blue cherry, black cherry puree, and Sprite, which sounds interesting. Blue Powerade is my hangover drink of choice. It's my Powerade drink of choice in general. Yeah, blue Powerade is so good. Mm -hmm. All right, they also have something called Java Juice, which is simply orange juice with pineapple, kiwi, cantaloupe, and blueberry popping pearls, which, yeah, the boba. That seems like a boba situation. Yeah. (laughs) They have something which actually looked kind of cool. This is probably the only way I would do the blue milk. It's called the blue bantha. So it's blue milk served chilled with bantha-inspired vanilla butter sugar cookie. Oh, so, so of course, it has a cookie so like with cookies it. and like milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would try that. Um, they also have something called the Cliff Dweller, which has citrus juices, coconut, hibiscus grenadine, and Seagram's ginger ale in a souvenir porg mug. Like, how cute. I just love the porg. I would try it just for the mug. I know, but it's like super expensive. Whenever you get those souvenir mugs, like we learned at Trader Sam's Tiki, if you order it, it's like $50 or something You have to make crazy. sure to tell them if you're not interested in the souvenir mug and you want it to be significantly cheaper. Exactly. Just a regular cup. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Um, there are other drinks that have alcohol in them that they're known for. The first one, which always cracks me up, the Fuzzy Tauntaun, um, has Ciroc Peach Vodka Bowls peach schnapps, simply orange juice topped with tangerine, pure cane sugar, and buzz foam, which is supposed to make your 
mouth like tingly and numb. So it Aww. looks really interesting. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I like peach. That sounds good. Yeah. Same here. Um, the Jedi mind trick has kettle one botanical grapefruit and rose vodka, which sounded really cool. They have John D. Taylor's velvet. Oh, I can't even say that. Falernum. Falernum. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. Um, blue curacao, white grape juice, lime juice, and grapefruit bitters. So that one sounds interesting. Um, this next one sounds like something mom would like. Our mom loves tequila. So this is called the Outer Rim. It has Patron Silver Tequila, um, Sedia Acai Grape Juice, Lime Juice, and Grapefruit Bitters. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Oop. I read, <laughs> I read the drink above. Yeah, if I combined <laughs> it with the... Sorry. Okay. I'll try that one again. The Outer Rim has Patron Silver Tequila, the Sedia Acai Liqueur, Lime juice and pure cane sugar topped with black salt and exotic fruit puree. It almost sounds kind of like a, like they're taking like margarita. margarita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Acai margarita, which yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah. The salt is kind of throwing me off, but. Yeah. I, yeah. Instead of the, on the rim, it's like on the drink. No, it's definitely on the rim. So it's topped with cane sugar, but then there's black salt on the rim. Okay, because it just says top with salt. I'm like, do they just sprinkle it right on the drink? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Got it. Um, And so another one, which I love the name of this one too, it's called the Yub Nub. (laughs) So it's Malibu pineapple rum, Sailor Jerry spiced rum, citrus juice, and passion fruit served in a souvenir Endor mug. So that one sounds good, like your basic tropical rum drink. Like you a could get killer or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what they call them. Yeah. Um, they also have beer on tap. They have cider on tap, wine on tap. And then they have two snacks that you can get. The first snack is called the Hapabore Sampler, which has a selection of cured meats, artisan cheeses, pickled and preserved rations. So different pickled vegetables and then crackers. Or you can get something called Batu Bits. <laughs> which is a light crisp snack mix from the galaxy. So I don't know. Mix. Yeah. Some sort of like, you know, at a bar where they put out like nuts or like trail nuts. snack mix or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what you can get at Oga's. Plus you get the incredible entertainment aspect of DJ Rex. I mean, <laughs> I as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to find you something like a DJ Rex t-shirt or something. Oh my gosh. I'm a DJ Rex fan girl. I would be his, his groupie. <laughs> Change your whole Hollywood studios outfit just to wear a DJ Rex shirt. I, I know. As of right now, I was going to go as Toy Story Barbie, but I don't know. DJ Rex. DJ Rex might win you over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to our third option, which I have to say, I think me and Sheen are the most excited to try this when we go is Ronto Roasters. Definitely. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they have their Ronto wraps. So they have a Ronto morning wrap, which is scrambled eggs, grilled sausage, shredded cheese, peppercorn sauce, which sounds just, Mm -hmm. yes. And it's wrapped in a pita. So that would be a good breakfast option. They also have rising moons overnight oats. If you're more of like a, you know, yogurt. Like a sweet in. breakfast. Yeah. Option. So it's oats, yogurt, seasonal fruit, and popping pearls. Why Why the popping pearls? I don't know. Maybe you can ask for no popping pearls. Yeah. I don't know why we had to add popping pearls to that because I love the thought of oats and yogurt. But mm-hmm. so they have like a sweet and a savory breakfast option. And then lunch and dinner, of course, includes the Ronto wrap, 
which is roasted pork, grilled pork sausage, peppercorn sauce, a tangy slaw wrapped in pita, which if you've seen pictures of this. It looks so good. So oh good. Oh my gosh, it looks amazing. I cannot wait to try one. Mm-hmm. Um, they have as a little sweet treat, they have, is it Kyril? Kyril pork rinds. So these are pork rinds with cinnamon sugar. I almost think of like the cinnamon twist from Taco from Bell. From Taco Bell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's are, what I was picturing. Those aren't pork rinds. I think those are just like like a fried little like a crispy dough thing. Yeah, a fried yeah. crispy. That's what I'll call it. <laughs> but so these ones are pork rinds, um, which I do enjoy some pork rinds now and again. With cinnamon sugar makes them even better. Um, and you can get with or without a souvenir droid with the pork rinds. So oh, do they okay. serve it in like a little I don't know. That's what I'm picturing in a little souvenir droid. Like you like you open up the head of an R2D2. There's pork rinds. Pork rinds inside. <laughs> I don't know. They also have, so for our plant-based friends, they have plant-based rontoless wrap, which is a plant-based sausage, spicy kimchi slaw, sweet pickled cucumber, a plant-based gochujang spread, if I'm saying that right. And it's wrapped in pita. So vegan and plant-based options. That's a great idea for you. And that one even looks really good. Like I mm-hmm. would eat that one too. I think we need to get one of each and then split it and then we can compare and try them both. Absolutely. Done and done. You mm-hmm. don't have to tell me twice. So they do have some specialty beverage here. So they have a Tatooine Sunset, which is Gold Peak Unsweetened Tea, Odd Wall Lemonade with Melon and Blueberry. So sort of like a an Arnold Palmer, but with a melon and blueberry added. Hmm. Which I think would be interesting. Yeah. They have Melu Run juice, which is Agua Fresca's pineapple, simply lemon, blueberry, white cranberry juice, lemon juice, and desert pear. They have a lot of very interesting flavor combinations. In yeah. Yeah, definitely. That one sounds like a good uh, a good summer drink, though. Yeah. The lemonade and the cranberry. They have a sour sarlacc, which is Minute Maid limeade with raspberry and spicy mango. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Spire hot chocolate. Hot chocolate topped with brown sugar whipped cream. Yes, This please. is a 100% for me. Yes, definitely ding, not ding, one ding. of those. Winner. <laughs> <laughs> they also have um, fountain beverages, bottled water, Minute Maid apple juice, and Nestle Nesquik chocolate milk. Um And then only available at Hollywood Studios, we do have a few other drink options. So these ones um, do have alcohol in them. So you have the seasonal spiced Surabat cider, which is hot apple cider with notes of hickory smoke and winter spices. And you can get it either regular. So you can get it without alcohol, but you can get it spiked with Maker's Mark bourbon. Interesting. That sounds intense. Yeah. That sounds sounds spicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it would put me to sleep after a yeah. long day at the parks. <laughs> a hot drink with bourbon, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, they also offer the Galma snack sampler, which has plantains, assorted root vegetable chips, pork rinds, and rice crackers. They also have other alcoholic beverages. So they have the Corsucant Cooler, which is Maker's Mark Bourbon, Maraschino Liqueur, Sweet Vermouth, Cranberry, and Lime Juice. And then the Surly Sarlacc, which is Kettle One Botanical Grapefruit and Rose Vodka, which I'm just intrigued by this vodka in general. Same. Like yeah, I've seen commercials for it and it looked very, very interesting. So it's that with Minute Maid Limeade, Raspberry, and Spicy Mango. They're really into the Spicy Mango. Yeah. 
Um, and then they have Trandoshan Ale, which I think is just like a beer. A beer, yeah. So those last ones after the Spiced is only Hollywood Studios. Um, but otherwise, at the Bronto Roasters, you have your healthier options, of course. If you're wanting a lighter breakfast, the oats and yogurt with fruit. Um, and then they have the plant-based wraps, which even the if you're not plant-based, the regular wrap seems, I mean, like a, it doesn't seem super heavy. No, because it's like it's a pita wrap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's not a huge over, you know, super carby plus has the protein and the veggies on top. So I think if you're looking for a, a well-rounded nutritional lunch, I think this is a good place to go, but I'm very excited. I need one of those wraps and I need one of these black spire hot chocolates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. All right. So the last location where you can grab food in Batu is Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. Um, you can also get your specialty spork with a travel bag. <laughs> so if you want to carry around a spork with you to eat. So that's exciting. Um, their breakfast includes the same rising moons overnight oats that you can get at Ronto Roasters. They also have something called the Bright Suns breakfast platter, which I've seen people eat and it looks really good. So it has a three cheese egg bite, pork sausage, purple potato hash, and a mini Mustafarian cinnamon roll. So like it has this really good combination where you can get the sweet and savory. So that sounds like a really good breakfast option. They also have just the single Mustafarian cinnamon roll Um, They have the kids Bright Sun's Youngling Breakfast, which has scrambled egg, purple potatoes, seasonal fresh fruit, and a small beverage. And then for lunch and dinner, their entrees include the smoked kadu pork ribs, which are sticky pork ribs with a blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw, which sounds kind of funky, but somebody was eating it and said it was really good. Like the blueberry and the corn muffin is very light and it's like just a really good combination of flavors. Oh, this sounds amazing to me. Yeah. I, anything blueberry, I'm down. Yeah. And these pork ribs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have the Endorian fried tipyip, which is crispy chicken with a choice of vegetable mashed potatoes with herb gravy or macaroni and cheese and roasted vegetables. And this looks very weird. It looks like a brick of chicken. Like it's, it's a weird rectangular shape Aww. of chicken. Yeah. So interesting. They have the Andorian roasted chicken salad, which has marinated chicken, mixed greens, roasted seasonal vegetables, quinoa, pumpkin seeds, and green curry ranch if you want like a healthier option. They have the Yob Shrimp Noodle Salad, which has chilled shrimp, marinated noodles, and vegetables, so kind of like a chilled Asian noodle salad. They have the Batuan beef pot roast, which is braised beef pot roast with cavatelli pasta, wilted kale, and mushrooms. This one sounded really good to me because I love mushrooms and I love pasta. So I know you hate mushrooms, but (laughs) Um, they have a plant-based Felucian kefta and hummus garden spread, which are plant-based meatballs, herb hummus, tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I would love to try that. They have um, a kid, 
a kid's Disney check meal that includes a taco donna veggie dippers, which are black bean hummus with edible soil with nuts. Not sure what that is. Chilled dipping vegetables, multi-grain crisps served with a small beverage. So if you want your child to have kind of like a plant-based, but I'm curious about what the edible soil with nuts is. Yeah, I... That sounds gross. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Google this right now. (laughs) Okay. So they also have something called the Ithorian Garden Patty Bun, which is a bao bun with plant-based patty, roasted carrot, house sauce, and a cutie with a small beverage. So this is actually a place where you can get some healthier kids' meal options for your kiddos. Um, The desserts include something called an oi-oi puff which is like the cutest name ever. And it's a raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse. And then they have the Batu Bon, which is chocolate cake, white chocolate mousse, and coffee custard. And then their specialty beverages that they have include something called Moof Juice, which is simply fruit punch, simply orange juice with pineapple, and chipotle pineapple, which I don't know why they keep Mm. spicy fruit to their drinks. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, They have something called Fatro, which is gold peak unsweetened tea, Odwalla lemonade and desert pear. So kind of like the um, pear Arnold Palmer, I guess you can get there. They have something called Batubucha tea, which is, yeah, which is suja pineapple and passion fruit kombucha. So if you want some kombucha while you're there. They also have that delicious Black Spire hot chocolate, fountain beverages, bottled water, Minute Maid apple juice, milk, black calf, which is coffee, Mm -hmm. and they do have alcohol available at Hollywood Studios. I would say your healthier options here, they have lots of gluten-free options, including the Endorian roasted chicken salad. They have gluten-free yob shrimp noodle salad. They also have um, egg allergy-friendly yob shrimp noodle salad and Felucian kefta and hummus garden spread. They also have fish and shellfish allergy-friendly things, um, milk allergy-friendly, peanut allergy-friendly, tree nut um, allergy-friendly items. So this is a place where you can find a lot of good options if you have food allergies. I'm still very curious. So I'm looking at this edible soil. Okay. It almost looks like in the picture. So I think they have the black bean hummus at the bottom. Okay. And then this edible soil is like crumbled on top. So I'm thinking it's like a plant-based meat. Yeah. Maybe like plant-based ground ground meat. Because you know how they make it with like nuts. And so I think that's what it is because it's like sprinkled on top and then it has the veggies. Mm. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. Sounds a Sounds like like something your child chooses this. Great for your child. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Which obviously, if they have you know a lot of food allergies, they're you know used to eating that way. So it is a really good option because the blog that I found it on said that it was really good for their daughter's allergies, and she enjoyed it. Like the black bean black bean hummus tasted really good. So oh well, that's good. Good to know that like there are you know many locations that are catering to people who have those food allergies. So it's good to know where you can find those things. So head to Docking Bay Seven food and cargo. There's lots of options for everybody. And it seems like even picky eaters, you can find something good here. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. All right. That is all for the food locations um, in Batu. And when we come back, we will talk about a Galaxy's Edge inspired recipe. Mm. Snacks. All right. So what we're going to make today that is inspired by Galaxy's Edge is the first thing we're going to try are the Docking Bay 7's Yob Shrimp Noodle Salad. This sounds like a really good fresh and light meal option, especially with spring right around the corner. Um, something maybe you can take to a barbecue, something like that. So um, what you'll need for the vinaigrette is um, low sodium soy sauce, lime juice, sugar, garlic, hot sauce of your choice, and xanthan gum, which is just used to make it like a thick, thicker sauce. And then the actual noodle salad, you need vermicelli rice noodles. Um, you'll need some medium shrimp that are already cooked. You need red bell pepper, carrots, mushrooms, red onion, minced cilantro, and a pinch of salt. So it sounds like it's going to be really fresh tasting, really simple. It seems like fairly easy. So for the vinaigrette, what you'd need to do is you need to make it the night before you're going to actually use it. So you'll combine all of the vinaigrette ingredients in a food processor, puree it, and then you put it in a bowl and set it in the fridge overnight just to kind of thicken and set. And then the next day you're going to make your noodle salad, just, you know, cook your noodles, make sure your shrimp are cooked. And then this is a cold chilled salad. So you're going to mix all the ingredients. You're going to add in that vinaigrette and then you're going to sprinkle cilantro and salt on top before serving. So it sounds fairly easy and it does, it sounds really good. I would love to try this. Yeah, it does sound good. Agreed. Well, if you want a drink to go with it, we have a recipe for blue milk. Mm, yay. So we went with the better, better of the two colors. Yes. So ingredients for this, you need organic rice milk, um, canned dull pineapple, which I'm sure you could use fresh if you want to. Can just makes it easier. Mm -hmm. uh, unsweetened coconut milk, uh, blue food coloring, just to give it obviously the blue milk color, one cup watermelon chunks, which I thought was interesting. I didn't realize mm -hmm. there was watermelon in it. And then some Hobbyland dragon fruit flavoring drops. So I Googled these and you can find the Hobbyland brand on Amazon. It's kind of like flavoring drops for making candies and um, like different recipes. So oh, okay. I'm wondering too, if you can find, cause they always have like flavoring drops like this, like Hobby Lobby, you know, wherever they have like big baking areas. So if they have mm -hmm. a dragon fruit flavor, I'm sure you could use that. You don't have to use the specific brand. Um, but as long as it's a dragon fruit flavor. So all you do is combine all the ingredients in a blender and then you put them through a fine mesh strainer and you serve it cold. Hmm. Sounds easy, easy enough. Yeah. yeah. I think the hardest part of the whole recipe is finding those dragon fruit drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on our episode about Galaxy's Edge. Obviously, like Shelby said before, we're not huge Star Wars nerds. So sorry if we butchered any of these names or offended you by our opinions about Star Wars. <laughs> um, we're trying. We are. We're trying. But we're thankful that you joined us today and hopefully you learned something new and you heard um, a neat, unique food item or drink item that you will want to try next time you go to Galaxy's Edge. Yes. And make sure you follow along with us on Instagram at Body by Beignets. 
So we post updates about our episodes. We post our recipes and our highlights. Um, so make sure to check us out there. If you ever try any of our recipes, make sure to tag us on Instagram so we can, you know, share it and we can give you a little shout out. Um, if you like listening to our show, please tell your friends, leave us a rate, a review, subscribe. Every single one makes a huge difference. And we love seeing all the different, the new downloads pop up on our, on our uh, hosting site. It makes us very excited. We we text each other about it every week. Like I you know. see, we have this many downloads. We have a new person here, a new person there. I know it's so exciting. Like we had, you know, somebody in Germany and somebody in Ireland and somebody in Scotland. So it's so fun seeing everybody and knowing that. That, you know, we're spreading a little bit of Disney magic just all around the world. It's so much fun. Agreed. I think too, I get really excited when I see like a new download near Anaheim or your download in near Orlando. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, is it like an influencer is listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> it's the professionals. The Disney professionals are listening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you again for listening, you guys, to our show, Body by Beignets, where Disney does a body good. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.